Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and in Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Welcome back to Chaos and Christ Podcast. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. I'm, I got to be honest with you guys. It has been a day for me. I have done a thorough cleaning of my apartment, considering that I'm alone today and I have the time after church and I'd spend my whole day along with groceries. I am exhausted, but I am committed to coming here every week and making sure I provide you the truth and the hope that we're looking for in the midst of this crazy world that we're living in. And so if this has been beneficial for you, it's been a blessing. You find value. Look, I can only do so much. And I'm starting to understand why podcasters really always ask you to share and review and rate their show. Sharing it is so important, right? Because, you know, I'm not, this is a operation that I literally do by myself. And it just it's helpful to know that if there are people out there that will just take the time to, you know, write a review, at least give me a star rating. That takes a couple seconds. And then obviously share this with somebody else. And if you are moved and you believe that God is doing something in this podcast and this ministry, then consider giving towards this ministry through Patreon. And I do have a membership for just five dollars a month. There's a lot of things I'm working out. And honestly, I'm trying to figure out what it is that I can offer that will make more sense for you. But I got to connect with you more and I got to hear from you a little bit more. But at least with that, I will be taking that and reinvesting it back into this podcast, making sure that I can give you content that you could appreciate, that can help you, that can help you understand the craziness of this political climate that we find ourselves in and provide it at a good quality, right? Eventually, I'd like to probably hire out some outsourcing you know, people that can help me out with these things so that I, I can provide this podcast to you at a high quality without burning myself out with everything else I got going on. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm getting off my soapbox. What I want to discuss with you right now is really just about standing for the truth, right? Just really honing in on that. And there's a verse that I read in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, that I want to harp on. And it reads, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The Lord detests lying lips. It sounds like God hates when someone lies. And habitually, right? He hates it. He has a hatred towards it. It's one of his commandments. Thou shalt not lie. And so this is a very serious offense. It is one of the commandments. And so therefore to lie, it is a sin. It is a sin to do so. And on the flip side, you read that he delights in people who are trustworthy, people that walk within integrity. And in order to walk in integrity is to walk in the light of truth. Otherwise, then you're not really in the light of truth. And so how could you truly be a person of integrity? How could you be a person that is trustworthy? When those that do not walk in the light of truth are consistently in darkness, then how do they operate? Well, they practice out of darkness. It is just the natural way of things, right? That's how we're born. We're born into sin. We are sinners. And outside of Christ, 
That is what we are. And if anything, I take it even further, that is who we love to be. We love to be sinners because we love our sin. All right. So God hates lying people that lie. He, but he delights in people that are trustworthy. You probably heard my phone right now. My apologies. Usually that happens when I'm doing this. This is going to be a laid back podcast, but I definitely just want to really think about this. As followers of God, it is our responsibility to live by the truth and speak out against lies and deceit. We must stand up for what is right, even when it is difficult or uncomfortable, knowing that we are doing God's will and beholding his values. That is what we do as Christians, as people of truth. The truth is Christ, right? And what his word teaches. But then we look at the objective truth that he's written into this world. And we do not fold on that. I'm going to get into as to why I'm talking about those things. But you probably know why I'm saying it. My name is Alexi Felix. I am a Christian. I am a conservative. I love Christ. I love this country, America. And what it was originally founded on. But we today find ourselves in a place of a new idea, a philosophy that is completely antithetical to the Christian doctrine and the orthodox teaching of the Christian faith. And what we are seeing is the chaos that is ensuing because of it. If anything, this is why this podcast was started. Now, I've been talking about a lot of different things. What I wanted to do was dive into what was very important overall. Yes, the political climate is something I find interest in, and I look into it and to speak into it the truth. But it's only because of people. And it's only because of what I know the Bible teaches about sin and about people and about our fallenness before God and who he sent in order for us to have reconciliation, which is in Christ alone. Now, what we need to do is really understand the importance of upholding biblical principles in today's society because it's only going to get harder. These People from a leftist ideology that have completely shown their cards. They are here to stay. At least that is what they believe. They are not going back. Had a conversation with an interesting individual that I hope to bring onto the podcast soon, who has a podcast himself and a book. But in his podcast, he stated, and you know what? I'll mention his podcast, Battleground Ideas. Go check it out. In his podcast, he stated that these people are not going anywhere. And they and then in our conversation, they are done with anything that has to do and pertaining to Christian Orthodox worldview. They're done. They don't care about it. We are living in a post-truth world. So what does that mean for you and I? Well, it means we are to have a biblical basis for standing for the truth. Remember this, who is God? God is not a man that he should lie, right? That is what the Bible teaches us. God is righteousness. He is truth. It's not that God merely loves the truth and adopts it or has heard it before and prefers it, but he is the truth. And he is not a man that he should lie. So there's nothing false in him. There is no falsehood within him and his nature. So he is true. Therefore, those that he has created in his image, he has called into truth and in light. And his truth, found in the scriptures, taught to us by the Holy Spirit, by Christ, that is the truth. That is what we are to stand on. 
And so what he has told us and revealed to us through general and special revelation is the truth. For example, night is night, day is day. Men are men, women are women. You get where I'm going with this already? God has made man and he has made woman in his image. And he has made two genders done, objectively true, even down to animals. The truth is he is sovereign. He is God and he is the king of this universe. And so all things are held together by the power of his word. All things are for Christ, through Christ, done through him. This is the importance that once we understand that God is truth, this is almost like Pontius Pilate when he was face to face with Jesus. And Jesus is telling him of the truth. And Pontius asking him, what is truth? The irony behind all of that is that the truth was literally in front of him, speaking to him in the flesh, and he couldn't grasp it. Because it cannot be grasped unless grace is freely given and you are drawn in. But that is the truth. What's interesting, I was looking at Old Testament prophets. I was looking at Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah. Jeremiah is a little bit more who I want to lean on for some reason. I don't know why, but Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet because he mourned the sins of his people and warned them of the impending judgment that would come as a result. He was persecuted, imprisoned, and even thrown into a cistern for speaking the truth. Despite his suffering, he remained steadfast in his faith and continued to proclaim God's message. You want to, let's look at somebody else. Let's look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel was also a prophet who faced great opposition for speaking the truth. He was called to be a watchman for Israel, warning them of the coming judgment and calling them to repentance. His message was often rejected and he faced persecution and ridicule for his faith, faithfulness to God. Yet, he remained obedient to his calling and continued to speak the truth, even in the face of great adversity. Isaiah, another prophet, suffered greatly for speaking truth. He was called by God to prophesy to the people of Judah, warning them of the impending judgment that would come as a result of their sin. His message was often ignored and he faced rejection and persecution from those who refused to listen. Yet he remained faithful to his calling and his words continue to inspire us today. So what we see here with the Old Testament prophets, what we are recognizing right now is that these men whom God had called and used, they were called to preach the truth, preach repentance, warning them of what was coming, judgment. And sure enough, they did. But man, did they suffer. And I mean suffer. And in these, in, in these times, we read this as people outside looking in and we're like, man, you know, thank God for them. But we are so far removed from that because it's not near and dear to us on a real level. So it's easy for us to just read that and say, yeah, they suffer pretty badly. But while we'll say amen to them, we won't and are not willing to suffer today. And our suffering isn't nearly as serious as it was for them as it is for us now. I mean, I, now what I mean is now it's kind of a joke. 
our persecution is just to be canceled and kicked off of social media, be made fun of and be completely ridiculed by trolls online. Now, it may eventually progress into far worse things. I have no idea. It's potentially there. But we're afraid of that. We're afraid of being ostracized, being kicked off of the cool club. We're afraid of being called a bigoted or a racist, a white nationalist, a Christian nationalist, a whatever new term is surfacing around these days. We are deathly fearful of what that could be for us. And we look at these men who got called. And nowadays in our culture, we believe that when God calls you, he's going to call you into wealth, health and success. And he will cause your enemies to completely bow down before you and you will be successful. And no one can touch you. But that is not what happened to the Old Testament prophets. Definitely didn't happen to Christ himself. And it's not meant to happen for you if you're preaching the truth, if you're living biblical truth, orthodox faith from Scripture. If you live that out, I promise you, you're going to get hate. You're going to get the smoke. I get it. Even now on my podcast, on my reels that I post out there so that people can see, so that way I can draw more people to this truth, I get haters Haters from, you know, not maybe as often. There was a couple times in the past on my Instagram where I really got some serious ones. And and recently I got some more. And you get these trolls and you get these haters and they're so angry and are enraged with the truth of the gospel, the message of scripture, that they attack me as if it's my word specifically. And in reality, it's not. I am just telling you what the Bible is saying and what it means. And sometimes all one has to do is just put the scripture out there, say nothing, provide no commentary, and watch it all unfold. Let it come. Because it will. It is important for us to recognize that we have to stand for the truth. It is our duty to defend it. And nothing, the Bible is relevant for us today as it was all the way back then. There is no progressiveness within it. We are conservative in that regard. We conserve what is true because it is true. There's nothing else that can be added to its truth. It is the truth. So that way, we come to the scriptures understanding that it's not that the Bible needs to adapt to our time. We need to adapt to what the Bible says, even in our time. Now, understand that just like the old prophets, just like Christ and his disciples, we're going to face some serious opposition and ridicule and accusations of bigotry because of this gospel truth. And the way things are going and in the way they are completely progressing, as far as even in the political realm, we will be facing persecution potentially. Again, I'm not a prophet here. I have no idea. Maybe God has mercy on us and the nation repents. I don't know. I don't know. I sure hope that would be the case, but I'm not one to speculate in that regard. God knows what he is doing. He is sovereign. He is fully aware. And if judgment is what he's decreed because of our sin, then judgment we will get. But what is important then is when we consider what is happening now, considering the times that we live in, that one, men and women know the times we live in. Stop pretending like we are still back then. Stop hoping that it's going to revert back to the way it was. It's not going to. We are now entered into a new phase. What we knew is gone. And now what we need to hold on to and cling to with all of our lives is the gospel, the truth. It is the scriptures and it's speaking into that. And you know what? Be prepared for what comes because it is coming. 
It is important because if not, then what will happen is we will lose our children. And then they, then in return, will pass on this pagan religion of wokeism, which is, again, just a pagan religion, that will continue to sweep the land. And it's happening here, folks. We are dealing with a worldview that is, has every intent on taking over. So it doesn't matter what you think of it. It doesn't matter if you're engaged into the debate of what a Christian nationalist is. And it, you can see how even that has caused a division within the camp of Christianity. But the one thing I will agree on, it's either that or our worldview. It really is. Because otherwise, we're going to lose. They have planned this out for a long time. They have sought this through for more than 50 years. And look at where it's got, gotten them. So, what do we need to do? The, what we need to do is, honestly, nothing special. Honestly, it's not even, it's not even some covert resistance kind of operation. Here, here's a couple things I had a conversation with someone about, and then a couple things I've thought about, and pretty much I've said in the podcast before. One thing for sure is Psalms 37 tells us that we are to be be faithful to the land that we stand on and to work the ground and the land that we are standing on, to plant our seeds, to work it and be faithful. Despite how well established the enemy looks, we are to work our land. So wherever you find yourself, whatever you're doing, be faithful to that and do it unto the Lord with excellence. Now, these are so subtle because we don't think of them as something to really hold any weight, but they do. Like if you are a mother that is homebound for your children, that is a calling. It is a career unto itself. It is a work that is nonstop. And as a single father who juggles kind of like both whenever I have my daughter, I have nothing but the respect and admiration for anyone who submits to their husbands and to the the working of the home. I mean, you have my hat goes off to you. That is a calling and you are raising the next generation in a negative world. Please do not take that lightly. God has called you to it. Fathers, you are a father and your responsibility is to raise your sons and daughters in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That is a calling. Do not abandon your post. Fulfill it. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Love your children Discipline your children, teach your children, take your children along the way. All right. And also men, whatever it is that you do with your hands, whether you're a construction worker, whether you are in sales, whether you are a pastor, and if you are a pastor, please be faithful to the biblical text. Be faithful to the truth of the gospel, to the scriptures. Exposit that thing. Give us the truth. Do not be afraid or waver on what the Bible teaches, but declare it boldly. Get aside from yourself and just give us what the Bible teaches. I personally do not care for the loud music and the entertainment. I do not care for the theatrics. I do not care for the five steps to financial wealth messages. I need the gospel. I need what the scriptures teach. I need to know what it is sin. If I'm guilty of it, I need to be confronted by it. And I need to be called to repentance. We all do. Be faithful to your post.
you will be judged even more. And now, if you find yourself in you're a chef, you're in IT, I don't know. I mean, you're a trainer. You're whatever it is you do. You have your own business. Do it with excellence, with integrity, and do it to the glory of God. Do not bow down to wokeism. All right? Serve the church. Serve God. Serve your people that work for you, that you work for. Do so. But in all of that, in all of that, when you do so, do not live by lies. Do not do it. It's a trap. It is important to stand on the truth because those that are around us also, especially men, as men and leaders of households, it's not only important for yourself. It's not only important, obviously, for the glory of God, but it's important because those that are younger than you, those that are around you, they look to you as a leader, are literally doing just that. They're looking to you as a leader. Where will you lead them? Where will you go? That is something to always think about. I get what's happening now. But if we are too afraid to speak the truth, if we're not going to speak up about what the Bible is teaching us, and if we're not going to call insanity evil, then we have lost and you are gone. You are lost in this world. And it's going to be hard. You think that by biding time with them, you kind of go under the surface. It, It doesn't work that way, I promise you. But here's my encouragement to you. And I, and with this, I'm going to end. My encouragement to you is this. Live not by lies, but do not live in fear. Because the God who has created us has promised us that he will fulfill the work in us. Spiritually and in this world and in the next to come. And he has prepared a place for us. It doesn't matter what happens here. Once you have Christ... Once you you grasp that and you realize that he, he is all that you need, death holds no sting over you. You are not afraid of it. And what I've seen is in this day and age, in our culture, especially through COVID, what I saw through the pandemic was a deathly fear of death. Isn't that funny, though, the way I said that? A deathly fear of death that it was so paralyzing for them that they were willing to throw away every supposed conviction and belief they had to submit to the tyranny of the government and of the medical tyranny of the narrative and even so much as to buy into wokeism itself and try to paint christianity over it and people still are they still wear masks 2023 about to be 2024 and they still wear masks driving alone in the car with windows up This is what has happened to us. We are so afraid of death. And if you are, you have to ask yourself, why? If you have Christ, Christ has redeemed you. He has saved you. He has drawn you out from the pit of hell himself. And he has saved you from your sin. And now you have eternal life in Christ right now. Why are you afraid of death, my friend? It's coming for you. There's no run from it. It's inevitable. It doesn't matter how many masks you put on. It doesn't matter how many jabs you stab yourself with. It does not matter if you if you just denounce white supremacy and you know you're all with BLM and it doesn't matter what you do. You could adopt all the social justice work you desire. Be an activist for it all. But it will not stop you from meeting your inevitable end. You are going to die. And if you are in Christ, then all the more 
joyful to be because you will be with him. The only reason why I would want to stay here is so that way I am giving everything I have, all the talents that God has given me back to him for the glory of his name, for the advancement of his kingdom, and for those that I am raising to take on the baton and continue the work of Christ until Christ himself returns. It's like Paul said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Trust in him, my brother and sister. Trust in him. Trust that he is with us to the very end. But stand for the truth. Don't go looking for a fight. Just don't lie when the time comes. I hope this is blessed you. I hope that you are encouraged by this. I hope that you are fired up to stand for the truth and nothing but it. Please share this with somebody else. I need your help. Share this with somebody else. I need your help. Leave a rating and review and consider supporting this podcast on Patreon. Go to the show notes. Click the links. Your support right now is simply just that. It's just five bucks. It will go straight back to this podcast so that I can do the content better for you, quicker, and give you video. That is my main goal. I want to get on video podcasting. And I could do it, but the constriction of the editing and the time and the planning, it, I just don't have it because I am a one-man show. But if you invest in me, I will invest back into to this podcast to invest into helping you, guiding you, bringing guests, giving you visuals, and with tools to learn how to navigate this negative world. Because I know that we are in the midst of chaos, and I want you to know and trust that Christ is there. So, again, thank you for joining with me. Stay tuned for next week's new episode. But until next time, God bless you. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.